Welcome to The Luck Team, a Power Make podcast with your hosts, Rio and Mika. This is where they will share the tips they've mastered and teach on how to love differently against all odds. All right, all right, all right, y'all. We are super excited back for another episode of the podcast. And if you are in Power Mate prep, you're excited exclusive member training. All right. So you won't be able to watch this anywhere else except in the PowerMate Prep portal. So we are here today with our special guest, Miss Trey Kearney. Trey is a certified life coach and an infidelity expert. I I am so pumped about this conversation because y'all already know we love to have conversations that everybody wants to talk about, but they don't talk about it because they are scared. And we're going there today <laughs> with Miss Trey. Babe, anything that you want to say before we just turn this over to Trey and dive right in? Uh, I mean, you said it right there. I mean, in, in PowerMate land, we got to keep it real, y'all. You know, we'd like to keep it real and transparent. There's no reason to act like these things don't happen in real life relationships. Maybe you've experienced it. Maybe you've been the person that that was the participant in, in infidelity. Maybe you're the person who feels they were victimized by it. Either way, there's hurt that happens. There's healing that needs to happen in order for you to really embrace the relationship that you deserve. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I'm glad we're here with an expert because I, uh, Mika, and of course, our our wonderful guests, we've all experienced uh, some sort of this infidelity uh, plague that's really been uh, all over the place. So I'm super excited to have this conversation and you guys are privy to kind of go behind the veil and really get the inside scoop on some strategy to heal from this, right? So super excited to be having this conversation today for sure. Yeah. So Trey, we are going to turn this over to you introduce yourself to our audience, let them know a little bit about what you do and why you chose to become an expert in infidelity. Woo! thank you so much for having me, first of all. And I just, I love you guys. I love your energy. I love how this just came about. I'm Trey Kearney. I am an author, speaker, certified life coach and infidelity expert. That's what they call me. That's what they call me a cosmopolitan. I didn't give myself the name, but I got here by way of committing adultery. Right. About 16 years ago, I cheated on my ex-husband and it turned my life upside down, his life upside down, the man who I was seeing life upside down and his wife's life upside down. And I was actually on a journey of revenge, so to speak. I didn't know I was on a journey of revenge. I thought I was going to write this book called Love Squared, where I was going to air everybody's dirty laundry. But instead, the Lord spoke to me and said, no, you're going to go on a healing journey and you're going to write a book. It's healing time restoring hope in women after infidelity. And I said, no, God, I'm not. I'm going to write Love Square and I'm going to have a reality show. I'm going to do all this stuff. But it turned out I went the right direction. And I just wanted people to understand. I went on this journey because I wanted to help families heal from the devastation of infidelity. First women, and then it trickled into families. But there's this devastating trickle down when it comes to infidelity that people just don't realize. It 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 just doesn't affect the two people who are in the affair. It affects everybody, the whole family. It affects the, the, the woman who, whose husband is cheating. It affects her mother and her father. They have to watch their daughter suffer. It affects the man whose wife che- who is cheating. It affects his mother, father, his sisters and brothers. And I saw this whole trickle down of families being torn apart. And I had to speak on it. And I had to go from the perspective of 
we as women, infidelity is an epidemic and we are the antidote. And I wanted us, and so many women get offended. The man is the one in the relationship. And I have to ask them this question, Mika and Rio. Uh, it says, it doesn't only say something about him, but doesn't it say something about the content of your character if you would knowingly sleep with somebody's husband, boyfriend, or fiance, and they can't take it. So I'm glad that we're here having this conversation today. Ooh. Jesus, mm. um, <laughs> man, that's that's a heavy one. That it, it's a heavy one, and you said something right about who gets impacted by the infidelity. Um, I can definitely attest to you know the whole family structures that get torn apart. Uh, myself personally. Uh, Rio and I are both divorced. Uh, so for those of you who do not know, you, you know, this is our second marriage. And I got divorced by way of finding out that I was getting a divorce from my ex-husband's best friend who called to check up on me, right? If y'all want to know the story, you can go check out my first book, The Powerful Lessons I've Learned, Online Dating After Divorce. It's all in there. Go buy it. Go to the website, go to the store, go buy the book. Y'all will learn all about the story. Um, but when it happened, I was devastated. And I wrote that book. Actually, I submitted it to the editor. It was exactly one year to the day that I had signed my divorce papers. So the book came about as a, a part of my self-healing. And it also allowed me to start my process of, of growth. And what I realized in that year is there was so much, so many things revealed itself, right? And what I recognized was I was a product of that infidelity in a relationship. Like I, I found out after the fact, there was somebody else in the picture while we were still married. And I'm not saying this is the whole reason why, but I feel like if there wasn't somebody else in the picture, maybe my ex and I would have probably, you know, tried again to rekindle or whatever it is, but he was already gone, right? That distraction was already there. And when I really think back to the whole experiences that we were having, I was so naive in the marriage and the relationship that I didn't recognize all the signs that there was somebody else there until afterwards, after the divorce, after the tears, after the being mad, like all of that. And I recognized that even myself as a wife, if I had information that would open my eyes and just allow me to be aware and sensitive to my situation, I could have had better conversation and a better understanding of where our relationship was at at the time, right? And then kind of fast forward a little bit, once I started dating, I remember one particular gentleman I was dating and, you know, I'm having fun, whatever, whatnot, we're hooking up, we're doing our thing. And there was one weekend when we were together and all of a sudden we're supposed to be spending the whole weekend together, but all of a sudden, like a day, a day and a half in, he had to go and he disappeared for the whole weekend. And then it was almost like every time I would try to reach out to him, I would have unanswered texts. He would pop up whenever he wanted to, whatever, whatnot. And do you know, after being ghosted for that period, the following year, 
I got a, a DM from someone because he had messaged me just to kind of check in, see you're doing great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, where have you been? A few days after that, I got a message from someone saying, long story short, that she's his wife <laughs> and that they've been married. I think, I don't know if it was like 14 years or whatever it is. They had two children together. She was like pregnant with the third and he prays, he's been cheating on her over and over and he prays on successful black women. And I was like, dang, if they've been married for like 14 years, they have two kids. That means when we were hooking up, he was still married. So I was like, oh my God, I was in the same position that affected me in that particular way. And I didn't even know it. But again, that was so fresh after my divorce. I still didn't have the information or the sensitivity to recognize that I was that side chick, right? And then having to have that conversation with his wife, I legit had to like coach his wife through the situation. I got off the phone and I was like, this is a hot mess. I'm the side chick that just coached the wife through her husband cheating on her like almost a year ago. This is insane. It was, it was insane. However, what all of that did for me was really brought me back to be like introspective and to walk myself through each one of those situations and really gain an understanding of what was happening when I was the one being cheated on, but also what was happening when I was in that role contributing to the cheater. And now, like you said, the families, the children, the, the parents, the grandparents, everybody that their lives are now affected by this breakup. And these are the things that people don't, we don't, people don't think about those things because they just want to get what they want when they want it. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. That, that's, the, that's the devastation of infidelity that so many of us don't hear about. We don't hear about the backstories. We don't hear about the woman who, you know, I had one woman who reached out to me on Periscope when Periscope was out. And I used to go on Periscope every day just to talk. It was during my journey of healing after I really left the situation that I was in because the man that I cheated on, my husband with cheated on me over and over again. And I don't say that to bash him because he's in a better place now because we have a son together. So we are co-parenting effectively right now. But I say that because we don't know that there are women, there's a woman that found me on there whose husband had left her with five children and was with his coworker. And she was on the verge of suicide. She had really just tells the, she tells the story so I can share it. She said she clicked on Periscope, just she didn't even know how. And she was just about to write her name, write her suicide note on her mirror in her pink matte lipstick. And she was going to go and kill herself and her children. And she clicked on and she heard me talking about infidelity. And she started typing into Periscope into the chat saying, my husband cheated on me. And everybody was like, you need to, you need to reach out to Trey. You need to reach out to Trey. She can help you. She was like, I just don't know what to do. So we connected and this woman was actually suicidal over the loss of her family. And this other woman who worked with her husband does not know the devastation that she was even causing. 
So we met up together. She called me, she put her number in the chat, whatever. And I called and we met at Panera one day and she just, you know, she came and she was broken. She looked at me and she said, all of these people told me to call you. And it's so funny, the story, we laugh at it now, but she's like, all these people told me to call you. Is this a cult? And I was like, a cult? Like, why would you think that this is a cult? Like, she's like, are you going to do something to me? Like, like what? She's like, like, throw me in the back of a van. I'm like, ma'am, I've been where you are. And I'm just here to try to help you through the devastation of infidelity. I know what that feels like. So we're, we're still close to this day. But the point is, is the trickle down of this and the devastation that we as women are causing each other. And I say this often too, so women can hear this. Cheating is a form of abuse. And if you are knowingly sleeping with somebody's husband, boyfriend, or fiance, you're an abuser. And if children are involved, you're a child abuser. Just because the woman doesn't know your name or your face, you're still part of the equation of abuse, right? And until you remove yourself, there's some abusive tendencies that you have that you may not have looked at or you may not have realized that there is a woman in the bathroom crying on the floor out getting out of the shower because this was me. There is a woman that is drinking herself to death because she doesn't know how to explain to her children what is going on. There is a woman that's about to commit suicide with five children because her husband then froze the bank accounts and has moved on with another woman that he's been seeing. Like Mika said, this man been seeing you. He's been in the marriage for 14 years. And these are the things that we must acknowledge and talk about. Like even side chicks, you're not special. And I've interviewed over 50 men on my Men Hurt 2 podcast. And men have told me often, no, a side chick is not special. She's easy, convenient, and she makes herself available anytime. Actually, you're a doormat and a trash receptacle. And I say that because I'm not judging. I used to be you. I used to be a doormat, right? I remember when I was with my ex and we were cheating and it became so natural that when his wife called, I would be quiet. Like, it just became natural. You, just, you, you know what's up. <laughs> He would give me a certain look. He wouldn't even have to say it's my wife. He would give me a certain look and I would just be quiet. I was like a trained dog and vice versa with him too. We would just be like, like we really were in this space of fog, deception, immaturity. And people often ask me the question, why did you cheat? Or why do you think people cheat? Every person has their excuses Mm-hmm. right every person has excuse my wife don't sleep with me my husband's doing this my wife the money ain't right everybody has the excuses but the reason why everybody cheats is because you're immature because a mature person will make a conscious decision to say this is not working for me and walk away right mm-hmm. I'm in a space now of maturity that I'll never cheat again people say never say never never I will never cheat on a person again because there is no reason for me to cheat on somebody if I can't communicate effectively if I can't get what it is that I think is necessary to thrive in a relationship I have every right to walk away one to respect that person and two to respect myself because cheat me being a cheater says more about me than anybody else Mm -hmm. it speaks about the content of my character so every woman out there or every man out there that is cheating every woman that's a side chick you have to look at yourself in a mirror. It says more about you and the content of your character than anybody else. But there's this devastating trickle down, not only to the family, but to the legacy, to the community, mm-hmm. to us as Black people, mm-hmm. to our children. Our children have to see this. And 
I have three sons. I have two from my ex-husband and then I have one from the man that I cheated with. I hate to say it like that, but that's the truth. And we hear y'all, we hear for the truth, mm -hmm. but it, it still to this day affects us every year, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, because it reminds us of the infidelity. Yeah, my yeah. son that I have, my youngest, he's a junior of the man that I committed adultery with. So it's forever a reminder to my other two boys. I didn't even think about that when I was naming him. But now I, I see that it's a trigger. He's named after the man that you left dad for, which uprooted our life. And we are still dealing with the residue from this right now. My oldest son, we're going through something right now. This is 16 years later. Mm -hmm. We're going through something major right now based on the fact 16 years ago that I committed adultery is now affecting my adult son's life. No matter how much we talked about it, no matter how much the therapy, the healing process, it's forever a part of our DNA now. It's forever stamped in us. So when Christmas comes, it's a reminder that dad wasn't here from Christmas from the time I was 10, right? We don't, nobody wants to blame me, but it's just a reality. So I want people who are listening right now to understand that it's going to forever follow you, especially if children are involved. So there's an opportunity for every side chick who's listening. Hashtag no side chick. <laughs> no side. I love that. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. an opportunity for you right now in the first week of 2022 to walk away from somebody's husband, boyfriend, or fiance because you are not an abuser. You are in a space right now where you are hurting. You're in a space right now where you are insecure. You're in a space right now where you need to just ask for help because one, you deserve better than being somebody's second choice. Women are laying in beds with people's husbands and he gets up after using you, takes a shower to rush home to go sleep with his wife. I just want, to, I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, I just want yeah. the women, yeah. I just want the side chick to process that. Oh, oh, I know my position. I know my role. I know every side chick, you want the position of being a wife. And the only way to get there is to leave somebody else's husband alone. But I want you to sit and think with yourself right now. Last night, this morning, yesterday, Saturday, he got up after he used me mm -hmm. to come to a space where he doesn't want to be accountable because home is where you're accountable. To come to a space where he used me, ate my food, used my body, jumped in the shower so he would not smell like me or my home to go home to his wife and pretend like I don't exist. Process that mm. and ask yourself, why are you treating yourself that way? Because it's not him, sis, it's you. Damn. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, first of all, listen, we're having a transparent conversation, and I love that because this is things that people want to sweep under the rug. Cheating is something that you want to hide, right? That's the point of cheating. You want to hide it. So we got to expose it to heal from it. You know, as you, you said something about men hurt too, and that was very interesting because from a male perspective, I can tell you how that certainly affected me as a man. I mean, when I was married, uh, on my first marriage, uh, although she swore it down. She never had another man, never slept with another man. I was very uh, committed in that. I never slept with another woman, but she swore she didn't. But what I did one day is I was on her computer. Uh-oh, I was on her computer and uh, a chat popped up, a chat box popped up and the chat box was her talking to another dude, right? Talking to another dude. I'm like, wow, what is this conversation about? A guy that she said was one of her friends that she's known for a long time. And I'm, I'm like, you know, 
curiosity got the best of me. So I had to take a look at what the chats were talking about. And although they started off friendly, it started sliding into more, uh, yeah, cyber sexual conversation, right? About this and that, even talking about me and our relationship to another man. Of course, me, uh, I don't I don't play that, right? And, and I'm telling you, it hurt bad. Like it hurt there. It hurt me to the core. It really broke me. And no matter how much she said they never did anything physical, it was just the emotional cheating too, right? The emotional cheating, the fact you had a conversation about me with other men, it, it, that is cheating to me, that is cheating. So, so from there, I lost a lot of trust in her to the point where no matter how much we tried to reconcile, every time I looked at her, like you said, that residue was there. I looked at her, I was like, yo, I don't trust you. We couldn't laugh the same. We couldn't hug the same. We couldn't have sex the same. It was different because that was just, you're not all mine. So when the divorce actually happened, right? Some things happened and divorce actually came about. When I became single again, I didn't care about none of that. I didn't care if you were married, if you had a man, if you had kids, I could care less. I'm here to, to do what I got to do. I'm here. Vengeance. And I was taking vengeance on everybody because I was hurt. So every woman I'm taking vengeance on. And, and what was very interesting, and, and let me let me say this too, especially for fellas. Uh, if you listen to our popular culture, it's fun to sleep with other men's women. That makes us more of a man. If we sleep with another man, we can pull another man, another man's woman. Makes us more of a man. It's bravado. You hear it in our rap music. You hear it in our culture. It's sickening. And you said it destroys the community, but I fell into that trap. And I, I remember there was one particular lady I was messing with for a, for a while. I knew she had a man. You're right. I knew she had a man. I got to be honest. I knew she had a man. But to me, in my perception, I wasn't the cheater. I'm single. You got a man. I'm not. I'm not cheating. You're cheating. So you got You got to deal with that. I'm not dealing with him. You know. And that was how I justified my action. But in the midst of us messing around, uh, it got found out by the man she was with. It got found out. And man, I remember laying in the bed. It was maybe one, one, one thirty in the morning. It was real late. And I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognize. And I didn't pick up the first time, but it rang me back to back to back. Man, this must be an emergency. I pick up the phone. It's a man, another man on the other end of the phone, another guy. And he tells me his name. Yo, 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 this, this, do you know this girl? You know her? Yeah, yeah, I know her. What's up? Um, yeah, that's my girl. And we've been together for a long time. And we actually been talking about getting married. And man, I found her number in your phone. And I found some texts that y'all were sending, man. And I just want to know why you were sleeping with my girl. Oh man, that that I was like, wow. My uh, initial, I was like, you know, I, you know, you talk, deal with your woman. That was my, what my mom wanted to say. But what the brother said to me changed me when he said, "You'll never cheat again." He said, "Man, you you really wrecked something that was good." My family loves her. My mom loves her. My kids love her. We're, we we have a relationship. We've been together, and you really broke you broke me, bro. You broke me, and it, and to hear that man's heartbreak like that you know what I mean no matter how tough I wanted to be about the situation I heard another man's heartbreak and it reminded me of how my heart broke and I said I'm really perpetuating the same pain to another man I'm doing the exact same thing that happened to me I'm 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 just I'm just I'm, I'm making him relive my pain and I never I never intended that I didn't know him and uh so I thought it was okay but it wasn't okay I was also a perpetuator of the thing that I said I didn't want to do I didn't you know, and, and so so when we think about, and I know you mentioned this, and even with this story, you mentioned this, and I, and I would love to hear you talk about this just a little bit, that 
sometimes we think that the person that's doing the cheating with the people that we with are doing it to spite us, right? The woman is trying to spite the other woman or the man is trying to spite the other man. That wasn't my intent. But I didn't realize how my actions were destroying an entire family, futures, plans. Who knows what they could have been? I broke that. And, and it hurt me. Can you can you talk a little bit about for the people who think, you know, this woman, sometimes women can't even have relationships with other women because infidelity happens, right? So they don't trust other women. Things happen yeah. like that. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about how maybe that may not be the psyche, how maybe I can I can start uh, 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 maybe removing that that stigma that this person did this to me intentionally, where now I don't have to be uh, fearful of every man, other, every other woman. That can really put us in a bond. So can you speak on that a little bit, if you would? Yes. Um, along my journey, as I was um, you know, sharing my stuff, really basically, again, giving myself therapy through speaking to other women on whoever would listen in the morning on. I just woke up one morning like, welcome to hashtag coffee with tea, and I'm tea, and I just started talking. And I started getting messages from wives saying, why would you sleep with somebody's husband? Why would you do this? And why would you do that? And I had to really explain to them like, I wasn't thinking about his wife. I was trying to get my needs fulfilled. I wasn't purposely going out here saying, oh, I'm a, you know, screw over his wife. I'm this, I'm that. I could take somebody's man. I'm, I wasn't thinking none of that stuff. I was thinking that I'm not being fulfilled at home. This person makes me feel good, makes me feel valid. And I was in an immature state of mind where I could not communicate these things to my own husband. So when I wasn't getting what I needed, there was a crack in the door in my home. And this is, this is what I tell people. Affairs happen way before the bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. Cheating happens way before the bedroom. And cheating comes from a breakdown in your relationship. And we must understand that we have to know about those breakdowns in our relationships. And it starts with two people. Nobody is accountable for another person cheating. My ex-husband is never accountable for the fact that I decided that I wanted to go lay down with another man. I would never blame him for that. What he is accountable for and what we both are accountable for is the breakdown in our relationship long before I went and found somebody else to fulfill a need that I wasn't having. But women, our wives listening, husbands listening, um, a woman that's sleeping with your husband or a man that's sleeping with your wife is not thinking about you. They are not thinking about destroying you. They are not thinking about hurting you. They are not doing this because I don't care about, I wanna prove to his wife, I don't care. These are hurt people. And again, as Rio said, hurt people hurt people. But we wanna turn that narrative around to heal people, heal people. I'm so tired of people using the excuse of hurt people, hurt people. No, hurt people need to go get help and stop hurting people mm -hmm. so that they can become healed like we're doing. Mm -hmm. We were hurt along the journey and yes, we did hurt people, but there's this thing called accountability. Like Rio said, I felt this brother's pain and I felt accountable for my part in doing that. I didn't say the hell with him. I'm still gonna sleep with your girl. So what your kids, she, your mama like, ain't none of my business, ain't my fault. But that speaks volumes about the content of Rio's character to say, this ain't who I am. Mm -hmm. My wife then broke me. I need to go somewhere, sit my little self down, get me some help, figure out what I'm going to do so that God can send me my Mika and I can live the life that I'm supposed to live. For every woman, man out here that's doing dirt, you can't get the person that you need and deserve until you stop doing the dirt that you're doing. You are attracting what you attract who you are. Yes, and I'm going to yes. say that when I was in a toxic relationship, and I tell people this all the time, if you are in a toxic relationship, boo, it's because you're toxic. 
so many of us do. I'm in a toxic relationship. He's toxic or she's toxic. No, y'all both toxic because mm-hmm. a healthy, healed person leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Just for somebody that's listening right now that think they're in a toxic relationship because they husband toxic or because they wife toxic. Y'all both, both toxic because if you are healed, whole, and healthy, you leave. Yes. You, you try. You, you um, offer solutions. We can go to counseling. We can go to coaching. We can see the pastor, the preacher, the teacher. We can do something to better ourselves. But if you are staying in a relationship where a person is not willing to get help, it's because you are bonding in a toxic way. I can't be in a toxic relationship. My last relationship ended and I loved him to death. I did, but it was toxic and I'm not toxic. So you know what I did? I called up a realtor, said I need a place for me and my kids. And I got myself out of there because from all the work that I did, all the healing, you will not break me. You will not take me to a place that I've come too far from. That's how I knew I wasn't toxic anymore. That's how I knew I was whole. That's how I knew that I had healed. And I'm, I'm forever on a healing journey because when I see things that are toxic or I see things that don't line up with where I'm going, I am able to walk away. And I'm not saying I cut people off. I don't cut people off, but I do let them go. When it doesn't look good, when it doesn't feel good, when people show you who they are, and we say this little cliche and this little saying a million times, but we don't do it. When people show you who they are, believe them. And I'm not saying people don't make mistakes, but a mistake is the first time. The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time, it is a choice. And we must be accountable for our actions of staying with somebody who is disrespectful to us, staying with somebody that's cheating on us. And in my, on my journey and what I do, and I have a program called the recovery room where I help women heal from the devastation of infidelity. I hold the wife accountable and the side chick accountable. And wives be like, how you, what you mean you hold me accountable? If your husband come home smelling like a whole nother house, if your husband come home cheating and you know he cheating and you stay in that situation, that is you. You have every right to say, I signed up to love, honor, cherish, and be respected. I don't, I love marriage. I am a, I am a big cheerleader for marriage. I am also a cheerleader of a season of separation. Here's your bag, boo. Here goes three pair of jeans, some, so your suit for work, some underwear, a toothbrush, and your shaving kit, because clearly you got somewhere to go. So I'm going to give you your stuff, because I ain't signed up for this. I'm here when you want to come back and get some help, but wives are just as accountable. If you allow your children to watch your husband or your wife run in and out of the house with terrible, adverse behavior, you are part of the problem. You have to be part of the solution to hold that man accountable to say, not here. Not that's not what you do. That's not what you're gonna do. I'm sorry, I'll I'll get on a rant. Come on, Mika. I'm no, good. no, no. I, I love it. That's um good. something though that I'm gonna point out that I heard when you shared Trey and when Rio shared is infidelity is a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It is a coping mechanism. And why do people feel like they need to cope? Exactly what Trey just said, the lack of accountability. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to that. The reason why you would need to cope is a lack of accountability. So if infidelity is a coping mechanism and you don't want to be that contributor right, to the infidelity, how do you solve that? Trey talked about solutions. We're all about solutions. We don't play the blame game. Mm -hmm. How do you solve that? 
get accountability. That is how we stop this cycle. Because trust me, if you are currently in a relationship and either person is cheating because they have to cope, it's because they're focusing on that thing that's missing and they're looking elsewhere to have that void filled, correct? But if you have somebody in your life that's going to hold you accountable, if they have people in their life that's going to hold them accountable, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get called out on their BS, just like you're getting called out on your BS right now. And when that happens and you have to look yourself in the mirror or even look this other person in the mirror or, or in the face or even look at your children in the face, knowing that they know what's going on because they're holding you accountable. It's like, dang, I can't do this. I'm sick to my stomach. It's no longer fun for anyone. Y'all ever seen um, that music video by Kelly Price, As We Lay? And it's about Kelly Price being the side chick. She knows that the man is married. The man go, they go off and they're in, you know, beautiful room by the beach, all that stuff. And she wakes up and he went home. Exactly the scenario that Trey just described. But then Kelly Price goes to, um, <clears throat> she goes to a concert or like some kind of event or whatever. And it was actually her that was performing. And when she looked in the audience, she saw the man, because the man had bought tickets for his wife to go to this concert. Why would you do that? This is your side chick. He, he bought tickets for him and his wife to go to the concert, gave it to his wife. The wife is all excited because she loves Kelly Price. Then Kelly Price is singing, sees the man like dead in front of her in the audience next to his wife. The wife caught on to the look that they gave each other and a, I know a light bulb went off. She knew that something was up. She knew something was up. So Kelly Price knew the situation that she was in and it was great and it was all fun until you feel that, that stench. Exactly what Trey just described. Like he just got up, took a shower, left me after he just went in on my body laid in my bed, ate my food, used up my water, my hot water, <laughs> all right, that. Right. Watch the cable. Watch the cable, drank right, my right, wine right, right, and my right, liquor, and then just got up and went home to his wife. It doesn't leave a good feeling, y'all. So to combat that coping mechanism, because then you realize there's something inside of you that you need to work on to fill that void to feeling whole and complete. So then you don't have to go look for that completeness in somebody else's spouse. And there's a saying that we have here in PowerMate land, you know somebody is not your PowerMate if they're someone else's spouse. Yes. If they're in a relationship. So if you're on that verge of saying, I want that, my desired relationship, I want bliss, I want peace, I want support, I want all that. But yet the person that you're messing with is in a relationship with somebody else, cut the umbilical cord, find some accountability and walk away. Because like what Shay said, that is not your power mate. So for those of you who are in PowerMate Prep and you are watching this, 
your worksheets and all that will be available in your portal. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, man, this has been a fantastic episode. Rio, Trey, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you want to leave our audience with today around the topic of infidelity and how they can really unplug by finding accountability? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, absolutely. And I'm glad you said that, babe, because I, and I'm going to let Trey have final word on this one. But um, I'm glad you said that because accountability was something that I lacked. So you're really speaking to, to, to me personally. I, I lacked accountability. Um, and I didn't want accountability. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I didn't want anybody to say anything about it. And uh, and as a man, that's a, that's a bad place to be in. Um, and we're not good husbands, good stewards of family when we're that way. And when we're that way, we end up hurting a lot of people, um, either either willingly or unwilling, whatever you want to call it. That's what we end up doing. We got to take accountability to to what we're actually doing. And until I had that conversation with another man who told me how bad I hurt him, I didn't have accountability. I didn't care anything about it. It took me a season of having to learn that that my actions affect a lot of people. And I had to take accountability to the fact that my actions hurt a lot of people. And I really had to go, in my case, really go to God and really ask for forgiveness for my actions. And I really had to ask him to hold my feet to the fire for what I did. And I tell you, um, for a long time when I didn't trust women, I was not in a position to be in a relationship. And I had to realize that I was not in a position to be in a relationship because my lack of trust was not just in that woman, but I really didn't trust myself. Um, and so, so I had to go through a period of real deal healing. And, and I know we're talking um, a lot of this stuff sometimes is geared toward women and blaming men for whatever. I, what I had to learn uh, is I had to quit putting the blame on anybody else. The, the fingers really pointed back on myself. It was my decision. Nobody, nobody held a, a, anything to my head and made me do it. I decided to do these things. I made a conscious decision. So if I made a conscious decision to do it, I can make a conscious decision to not do it. So, so that is something that we have to learn. And I know, and for me personally, I really want to speak to the brothers and I, and I know we're talking to ladies, I'm talking to everybody. I really want to uh, put on the brothers that we have to stop hurting our community brothers. We have to stop. And I know it, it's, it's popular culture to, to go mess with different women and have as many women as we want and go mess with another man's woman. I'm telling you that we're hurting each other and it's doing ourselves a disservice. It's doing our community, it's doing you, it's doing the people that you're messing with a disservice. Your sex it's not important. It's not as important as what you're doing to our people. And, and I also want to say one thing, we're, we're hurting kids because kids watch this. Kids watch their moms take back their, their cheating man. They watch it. They watch it. And as a young man, uh, you know, the woman's supposed to take me back after I cheat because that's what men do. Men cheat. That's what men do. So you're supposed to take me back. And, and we have to realize just how much pain we're doing to our younger generation watching our behavior. So uh, any brothers and, and for the women to anybody out there, and you said it, Trey, anybody out there who's caught up in one of these situations, you can make a decision to stop. The same way I did, the same way Trey did, the same way a lot of us did, you can make the decision to stop because if, if you're in a toxic situation, it's also you, like Trey said, that's toxic. So if we want to be, if you want to stop doing it, I, I, I just cannot tell you that uh, how much we, we are encouraging you to do that because there's life after this mess, there's forgiveness after this mess, and you can find love again after this mess. Uh, so, so Trey, I'll let you have a final word, but please, y'all, um, cut it out, cut it out. Yes. Trey, yes, Trey, Trey, you have final word for sure. I totally agree about accountability. I'm just going to say this. Everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do 
is a boomerang that's coming back to you. And you know how I know? Because it found me. It came knocking on my door, right? The worst part about me cheating on my ex-husband wasn't the fact that my the man I cheated with cheated on me. That did hurt me. That pierced my soul. But what hurt me the most was when I got hurt by him and I felt the pain, like Rio said, when I felt the pain that I had put my husband through and his ex-wife through, it put me in this prison of guilt where I couldn't sleep at night, where I couldn't eat because that wasn't who I was, right? That wasn't who I thought I was. So the main thing I want men and women to do, you need to be whole to be in a whole relationship. You need to be healthy to be in a healthy relationship. You need to be healed to be a productive person in a relationship. The problem with so many relationships right now with cheating is so many of us carry so much baggage from the previous relationship that we bring it into the next relationship and we punish the new person that we're with. We have to stop that. We start going through his phone and he looking at you like we're crazy. She's, you know, he starts, you know, not, you know, she move a certain way and he looking like, well, why are you doing that? Listen, experiences are to teach us and not mold us. And so many of us have been molded by the experiences that we've been through that we can't get into healthy situations. So I encourage you to get help, to get whole, to get healed. Go find a coach. If it's not Rio and Mika, if it's not me, go find a coach, go find a therapist, go find a pastor, go get you a circle of people like Mika said, who will hold you accountable and will risk losing you to love you. They love you enough that they will risk losing you to save you from yourself. The people around you are so important. No, anybody co-signing your BS, they don't love you. They want to see you fail. They are the enemy. And one of my friends, we didn't talk for a long time, my very best friend, based on my BS, but she had to give some tough love that showed me that she loved me enough to risk losing me for a season. That's the people that you want around you. Just get help. It's just so much help out here right now. You can do it virtual. Get the help that you need to be whole so that you don't, you know, a thirsty, a, a thirsty parched person will drink from any cup. Yes. Don't be so thirsty yes. that you'll drink from a poison cup. Go get the help that you need so you are not looking to fill voids, that you are whole on your own. So when people leave your life, they don't take pieces of you with them. Wow. Oh my. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Girl, we, I wish we could just go on all day. Mm. Just You touched on something right at the very end, that intergenerational trauma that stuff that we've taken from our parents or grandparents, their, or their forefront, like all of that. And we brought that weight and that baggage into this life mm-hmm. that we're living. Mm-hmm. Even the baggage from past relationships, you bring it into those new relationships. And it's all a constant cycle without the help, without the healing. It's like going in, with garbage bags full mm-hmm. of all the junk that you should have let off in the trash, but you didn't, but you brought in all that weight. You only have so much capacity to be able to receive love. And when you go in with all that junk, you can't receive the love that you were meant to receive to be able to flourish in that relationship because you didn't let your garbage bags off 
in the trash can. So that's a whole nother training, a whole yes. nother podcast, yes. just a whole, yes. just a whole nother space. Cause it, it is too much to get into right now, but I am so grateful for this conversation. Absolutely. If this helps you in any way, if you have a comment, if you have something you want to share with us uh, on the podcast, you can always leave us a message, either a voice message, or you can send us a note. And of course, for those of you in primary prep, you know exactly where to find us, you know exactly where we communicate. Um, but this has been an absolute pleasure, Trey. Yes, Thank you yes, so yes, much yes, for coming yes. in and just sharing your truth. This is amazing work that you're doing. And y'all, you need to check out the show notes, the description to find all the ways to be able to get in contact with Trey, to be able to follow her. She has amazing things going on. I know she mentioned her own podcast. So there'll be links and everything in the show, show notes, the description that you'll be able to connect with her. And of course, like she said, if it's not us, if it's not her, get somebody, find somebody to hold you accountable. Yes, yes. This is yes. no longer the time for you to cope. This is the time for you to grow. This is the time for you to heal. This is the time for you to flourish. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that from a space where you feel completed and you're not looking for someone else to come in and complete you and fill that void. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and again, Trey, can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. Uh, I am. I can tell you for a fact, this will not be our last collaboration. Yes, uh, because I this takes. Yeah, I can definitely feel it. It takes because this kind of conversation. There, there's healing steps that go through it. There's strategy that goes through it, and we want to make sure we share that uh, with you guys, especially the ones that are part of Paramate Prep. So, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening. All our listening audience, everybody that's in the Paramate Prep, we love you guys. Trey, can't thank you enough for being on the show. My goodness, what a powerful, powerful segment! You said something. I want you to say one more time about the cup. Can you say that one more time about the dirty cup? Can you say that one more time? Oh, yes. Um, you, you shouldn't be so thirsty and so parched. If you allow yourself to be thirsty and parched, you will drink from any cup. You will drink from a cup with poison in it. So don't be so thirsty and so parched that you're not getting what you need, that you take anything, because we all mm -hmm. deserve the best. Mm -mm -mm. Cut it out, y'all. Cut it out. We can do better. Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, yes. So thank you guys so much. Uh, it's your man, Rio. And this is your girl, Mika, with our special guest, Miss Trey Kearney. Yes. Thank you, guys. Peace. This has been another fabulous episode of The Love Team, a Power Mate podcast with Rio and Mika, your chief power mates. For more tips and to stay up to date, sign up for our newsletter at www.powermates.io. And don't forget to take the Power Mate personality quiz. This will tell you your love personality type and the best personality for you to date. If you have feedback on today's episode, Tweet us or message us on Instagram at powermates underscore love. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and happy loving.